Welcome back, MTN Nets Podcast. It's been a while. I've not talked to you guys since, uh, honestly, before Christmas. It's been a while since the Bucks game, so my apologies. But it gets busy towards the end of the football season. The Giants are good this year, so like I try to make time when I can. But anyway, it's a Friday. The Nets won in New Orleans. Now, the long winning streak of 12 in a row, it did come to an end a couple nights ago at Chicago. A very frustrating game. One of those games where the Nets kept cutting it to two, three, and they can never get down by one or even tie or even take the lead, obviously. And, you know, Chicago played a better game. The refs were very questionable in that first half, but I don't know, the Nets play like crap, so I don't want to blame the refs entirely. Royce O'Neal shot like 0 of 8 from 3. That was a problem. But tonight, Royce O'Neal did bounce back to his credit. Now, of course, before that, they won 12 in a row. The Nets in the month of December were unbelievable, hottest team in basketball, and they still are. They've won what now 13 of 14 games I mean it's not shab not too shabby you know so they've only had two losses since November 25th so I think we'll take that but yeah this team despite not playing well tonight and I will admit I missed the third quarter of this game I was out playing basketball I don't know why I you know got peer pressured in by my friends and I was like all right I'll go but I wanted to watch this game but um, luckily I saw a lot of the fourth quarter on my phone and um, it was exciting definitely exciting I was sitting there just watching it on my phone like just like pumping my fist and people were probably like what the hell is this guy doing but uh it was a great win so the nets improved to 26 and 13 and as i said they didn't play that well i mean it's not gonna be pretty every night there's not it's not gonna be like the uh it's not gonna be like the warriors game or the spurs game when they win by 40 or 50 which like it's fun but it's not gonna be the case every night um you know guys had off games tonight i mean kevin durant for his standards, did not shoot the ball well. 9 of 26 is not a Kevin Durant-type efficiency uh, night. He did have 33 points, 11 of 11 at the line, but like KD had some bad turnovers and very easily telegraphed passes, especially in the first half, but I thought KD overall had a nice game. But Royce O'Neal bounced back 4-7 from 3, made a big shot with about 3 minutes to go in the 4th quarter. Uh, Nick Claxton, I mean, we have to talk about him. He has really ascended into... um, I would say, you know, I don't want to put a, you know, ranking on him for like top centers in the league, but that man, what he can do defensively is is special. I mean, he can switch one through five, as we know, and look, McCollum got the best of him at some points tonight. He does that nice step back and it's tough to guard, but Claxton early on had like three blocks in the first two minutes. It was crazy. So um, Claxton overall had five blocks in this game. He was a plus 15 had nine rebounds, nine points. He's getting assists too, four assists. Um, so Clax was awesome. And I think, you know, Valanchunas didn't absolutely murder the Nets as he tends to do. Valanchunas had only 12 points and 10 rebounds. I mean, it's a double-double, I get it. But like Valanchunas usually puts up like 24 and 16 or something, it feels like, versus the Nets. So uh, to hold him to that, I mean, I'll, I'll take that any day. So I think Claxton... And especially with like the lack of center depth behind him, it does add more pressure. Of course, this team does put um, Ben Simmons at center sometimes and guys like that, and it, it's not it's not great. But of course, the Nets they may add some size at some point before the deadline. Um, but yeah, I mean Nick Claxton for what he's been asked to do this year has been phenomenal. He signed the uh, contract in the off season and. You know, so far it looks like a tremendous value. I forget what it was off the top of my head. He's making like maybe eight, nine, ten million dollars per year. But based on how he's playing right now, he the Nets definitely made out pretty well with that deal. And Claxton will be locked up for the next three seasons, which is great. Uh, Kyrie, just like you know, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, they did not shoot the ball well. Uh, Kyrie was seven of twenty-two. 
Now, he did have only two turnovers compared to KD's four, but Kyrie, when the Nets needed him most, he stepped up. He made some big shots. I mean, he did miss one in the corner when they needed it in the fourth quarter. I think it was right before the Royce O'Neal three. But Kyrie, of course, 103, 100, 40 seconds to go, top of the key, a long three-pointer, probably five feet behind the three-point line. He sinks a shot. He stands there and just stares into the crowd or something. I don't even know what he was doing, but Kyrie makes a big shot. Tried to make another dagger three right after, but he missed it. But Nick Claxton, the aforementioned Nick Claxton, got a huge, not rebound, but he was able to cause a loose ball foul on the Pelicans and get the Nets possession, and um, that pretty much iced the game right there. But yeah, not a, not a great Kyrie night overall. I mean, 3 of 10 from 3, as I mentioned, 7 of 22 shooting. Um, so yeah, not, not the best Kyrie game, but he had 19 points overall, um, but not one of his better nights. And I think even for Chicago, Kyrie had a down game. So, you know, it was like the entire month of December, Kyrie was just, uh, he was on fire just about every night. But, you know, last couple of games here, which is uncharacteristic of him, Kyrie has uh, kind of came down to earth, but it happens. Um, ben Simmons played 34 minutes. He was three of six from the field, only six points. Did not shoot a free throw, and he does not make many of them. As we know, that's been an issue since I last talked to you guys. Ben Simmons, I think, has made like one foul shot the past X amount of games, whatever it's been, maybe like five, six, seven games. I mean, it's it's been rough out here for Ben Simmons at the line. At least Claxton sometimes makes his free throws. I'll give him that. Claxton, after his end one today, he made his one free throw, so we'll take it. And there are a lot of fans that are frustrated with Ben Simmons, and I get it. I mean, I was hoping by this point in the year we would be seeing more, but... You know, as I always say, Ben Simmons does things that you don't see in the stat sheet. I think some of the passes he made today were really awesome, like setting up the offense. And the Nets put the ball in his hands a lot to bring the ball up the floor and push the ball in transition and being a switch defender and things like that. Like, I think he sets good off-ball screens. Like, he does the little things. Is he probably overpaid for what he brings to the table? Yeah, but I mean, Ben Simmons in Philly he was a better player than what he's doing right now. And of course I do hope coming off back surgery, which I've never had, but I imagine it's tough to come back from. Um, he'll, he'll get better at some point. So I know people talk about trading him and like, it doesn't seem likely. I'm not going to act like Ben Simmons is irreplaceable and you can't trade him at any cost. Of course you can trade Ben Simmons at some cost, but if it makes the team better then sure. Okay. But uh, I'm not going to trade him for like, I don't know, like I'm not going to trade him for, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't think I would trade him for John Collins straight up or something like that i mean maybe i would think about it but still at least it's easy now to have patience because this team is 26 and 13 and just around you know hovering around first second third place in the east so if the nets were like a seven eight nine seed and, and they were pretty inconsistent like you know an 18 19 win team or something yeah it'd be a bit more um logical to you know, be a bit more pressed to, to try and make a trade or, or make a move. But sitting at 26 and 13 and how the team has looked, um, I wouldn't really rush to make a Ben Simmons trade. I mean, you have another month or so, month and two weeks or whatever it is to the deadline. You might as well see what happens. If Ben Simmons does not make any improvement up until that point or even declines, you know, maybe they have that conversation. But you know, at the end of the day, I mean, what are you getting back for Ben Simmons? You know, that's the thing. You can trade Ben. You can include Cam Thomas. You can include a pick. I mean, what does that get you? It might get you something good, but how do these other teams value Ben Simmons? That's the thing. So, 
you know, I'm not, I don't want him traded. I would love Ben Simmons to work out here. I, I love the villain mentality, how, you know, a lot of people hate Kyrie Irving and a lot of people hate Ben Simmons and a lot of people, uh, you know, hate Kevin Durant. I don't know if that I mentioned that. I forget. Kevin Durant, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, they don't like him, right? So that's pretty much how it is. The Nets are kind of like that villain team. And I'll admit, I did not like Kevin Durant on the Warriors. I hated Ben Simmons on the Sixers. I always loved Kyrie. I always had a soft spot for Kyrie for some reason. I think it was more the, uh, like his highlight and mixtapes were amazing. So Kyrie always had like a special place in my heart. But the other two guys, at least, when they were playing with the Sixers and Warriors, I did not like those guys. But, of course, now they're Nets. I love them. And, um, you know, if the Nets were able to win a championship with those three guys and how hated they are, it would just make it so much sweeter. You know what I mean? Like, I think it'd be great. So I, I do hope it all works out with this team. Um, one guy I do want to bring up, though, is Joe Harris. I mean, Joe Harris, what does he even do? You know, I mean, Joe Harris... Before he took off the, you know, maybe three, four games with knee, uh, the knee soreness, he was playing pretty well. He was shooting the ball well. He seemed to be aggressive, playing solid defense. But Joe, I mean, today, 14 minutes, took one shot, missed that one shot. Like, you're out there to shoot. And I feel like unless Joe Harris is wide open, he's not taking shots. And, I mean, he's doing other things. He had four rebounds. For the amount of money he's making and even Seth Curry is still doing more. At least Seth Curry, he took nine shots. He played two more minutes than Joe Harris, but he took eight more shots, and he was three of nine, which isn't perfect, but two of five from three. He had the eight points. I do prefer Joe Harris on defense compared to Seth Curry. Obviously, Joe Harris is bigger. I think he has better uh, lateral quickness and just better defensive IQ, but I just don't think Joe Harris, obviously he can't create his own shot. He's not very good at that. Sometimes he'll drive to the basket one-on-one, but unless Joe Harris is wide open, he ain't taking those threes, and I, I don't know what it is. I mean, I don't know if there's not enough spacing. I don't think that's a big issue now, especially with Kevin Durant and Kyrie playing at the level they are, but I don't know. I feel like Joe Harris just has to be more aggressive, and as I said, with the amount of money he's making, that's a guy whose contract, of course, could be moved if he's not doing much and even Patty Mills, you can move that contract too. So, um, but those are guys that Sean Marks loves. So I am not counting on that to happen. I, Joe Harris is like the OG. I think he's the longest tenure net. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is, right? He's been here since like 2016. Um, so yeah, Joe Harris is like the OG of this team. And I'm sure Sean Marks loves him because like Marks, he was Marks's guy. He found him and took him off the, I think Orlando G league or D league team, whatever it was at, at the time came to the Nets and led the league in three-point percentage two years in a row, got the big contract, of course, got, you know, unfortunately injured with the ankle last year. And, um, you know, Joe's had games where he's looked like the old Joe, but then there's times where he'll get hurt, miss a few games, and times where he just does nothing offensively, and it's it's frustrating. So you do have to get more out of a guy who's making, I don't know, like $20 million per year. I mean, come on. Um, but speaking of guys not making enough money for how they're playing, TJ Warren. TJ Warren, 24 minutes. Five of eight shooting, one of two from three. He made a nice three from the left wing, a big shot. 15 points overall, plus 15. Um, he made some big shots. And then the second quarter, he went on like a personal 7-0 run when the Nets were like trailing by 15 or so. They needed buckets. And TJ Warren with Kevin Durant on the bench, he stepped up when they needed him. Um, he's been awesome, TJ Warren. And I'm actually very happy to see he came back tonight because he did have that like rib contusion, which I think is a fancy word for bruise. So he had like a bruise, bruise ribs, which is very painful, by the way. I had that once. I mean, it, it does go away pretty quickly, but like in the moment, it's very tough. I mean, it, it was painful as hell. Um, but he did leave that game, but he came back, you know, two days later tonight. 
and he played and played very well. So um, almost said Royce O'Neal, TJ Warren has been awesome for the most part. He's had some quiet games. It happens. But TJ Warren, when he wants to be aggressive and wants to take his shots, I mean, he's looked pretty damn good. So very happy of what, uh, with what I've seen from him. Utah Watanabe, he made his one shot, corner three, because that's what Utah does. Um, I still want to see Utah in a three-point contest. I think it'd make it so much fun. I do want to see that happen. And I feel like Utah would be like a kid on Christmas. Like him in the three-point contest, he'd probably smile after every shot he made. Like it'd be great. It'd be very wholesome for the uh, for Nets fans to watch. And I do hope that happens. I, I still think he leads the NBA in three-point percentage. I don't know if he has enough attempts these days because he missed like the nine games with the hamstring issue. But I would love to see Utah out there. But, um, yeah, he didn't play that much, nine minutes. Uh, I mentioned Seth Curry. He played a lot in the second quarter. He played a bit in the third quarter, maybe early fourth quarter. So he did his thing. But, yeah, I mean, the, the Nets did not play well tonight, and they still won the game, which I think those things are important. And I will mention, I probably should have said this off the top, the Pelicans did not have two of their best players in Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. But, you know, I mean... <laughs> Those are trap games, and we saw this with the game at Philly this year where the Nets played the Sixers without Embiid, without Harden, without Maxi. Um, I think even Tobias Harris briefly left with a turned ankle, and the Nets lost that game. And that was right before they went on their big winning streak, so hey, maybe it sparked something, but... It's like it's those games are weird. And the Nets came into this game as only four and a half point favorites. You would think, oh, with those two guys out for the Pelicans, the Nets would be favorites by at least 10. But that was not the case. It was definitely a, a trap game for the Nets. The Pelicans were well coached by Willie Green. Got to give them credit. They played very hard tonight. And they honestly probably could have, should have won this game. But um, the Nets, when they needed it most, they outperformed them in the last three four minutes and they got on a big run in the early third quarter i think they opened up on like a 13 to 4 13 to 5 run to open up the uh, second half and you know they just rode that momentum so it was just a back and forth game from that point on so great games from claxton in my opinion as i said royce o'neill made his shots played 36 minutes they love playing royce o'neill a lot of minutes and um, royce played a lot of minutes versus chicago when he had that bad game now, Jacques Vaughn did say, well, you know, Royce does things that you don't see in the stat sheet. Okay, he's got a point. Royce O'Neal did play some pretty good defense against the uh, the Bulls, I believe, but I don't know. I just feel like you can tell early from that game, I mean, I'm going off to the, going to the pessimistic side when they lost the game at Chicago, but you can tell very early on from that game, the first few possessions, Royce O'Neal had like two wide open threes and he missed them. And obviously you stick with your guy, but it gets to a certain point where it's like, this guy is hurting us too much. I, I get he was probably a better defender at that point than Joe Harris. Like, I get it. Or even Seth Curry. I, I think Seth Curry played a lot in the fourth quarter, though, in Chicago, so I can't bring him up. But I don't know. Joe Harris, perfect example. Or I even uh, can't say TJ Warren because he was out. But all right, maybe, maybe Jacques Vaughn had, you know, <laughs> maybe he had to play Royce O'Neal by default. But at that point, I probably would have just put Joe Harris in. I know Joe Harris has not been any better. But Royce O'Neal got so many open looks. I feel like a lot of times they would just crowd Kevin Durant and they would double him. And it led to, like, I know Royce was 0 of 8 from 3. I would say at least seven of those shots were wide open shots. I mean, you got to hit one of them. So um, it was disappointing. They probably could have won that game at Chicago if Royce hit maybe a couple more of those. So it is what it is. But those other games they played recently, the one versus the Spurs, they beat the crap out of them. Fun game. They had the tight win against Atlanta. I forget what happened in that game now. Oh, that was the game where DeJounte Murray missed the pull-up three from, like, half court. Yeah, I remember that. That was a fun game. Very exciting game. 
Uh, KD made some big shots down the stretch in that one. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, they've been finding ways to close out games, this team. I mean, that's what winning teams do, of course. So um, it's not always going to be the pretty wins. I mean, they did, you know, they they killed Golden State, but I talked to you guys after that game. Um, they beat Milwaukee by 18. They beat Cleveland. I didn't talk to you guys after that one. That was a fun win at Cleveland. They had the huge second quarter. Kyrie went off. Um, so that was great to see. And they had to win against uh, the Hornets on the road. So they're playing good basketball. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Nets have figured it out. And it gives them more leeway of like what they want to do at the deadline. I would still love to see another guy that can create with the ball in his hands, like more of a point guard, kind of like, you know, I don't like Goran Dragic anymore because he kind of like bad mouthed the Nets when he left, but um, a Goran Dragic type guy, like something like that, like not, it doesn't have to be 35 years old, but um, I do like the lefties. I'm a lefty myself, like Goran, but um, you know, a guy like that, just like a, a, not an old-ass veteran, but just like a veteran ball handler, just somebody that can run the offense when you need to, like a Ricky Rubio-type dude, or, you know, even, of course, a backup center. Like, if we can get, um, bring him back, Mason Plumley, the 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 ex-Net, like, bring him back. He was back from the Kevin Garnett days, but um, someone like that. Like, I think the Nets can definitely benefit from bringing guys like that over here, and, uh, you know, I know Boyan Bogdanovich, another former net back from like 2014, 2015. Um, he's now on the trade block, I believe I saw. I think the Pistons are putting him up for like a first round pick or a young player. Um, the Nets have that. I mean, would you flip Cam Thomas and a pick for Boyan Bogdanovich, who might be having a career year right now? I mean, he's shooting like 42% from three. He's familiar with the Nets, obviously. Um, I'm trying to think if Sean Marks was the GM when he was here. I think Boyan was traded for, who the hell, I think he was traded to, um, I think Washington, I believe. I don't know, you guys can correct me in the comments. I think he was traded to Washington, and that gave us the pick for Jared Allen, maybe? I'm trying to think, I think we got, yeah, I think we got Jared Allen out of that pick, but anyway, um, so that worked out, but yeah, I mean, Boyan Bogdanovich, I've always been a fan of his game, like the old white dude, YMCA type game, um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I, I do think they do something. Um, now, obviously, if they keep winning at such a high rate, they may not see a need to make a trade. But when you're going all in for a championship, you got to fill in your depth. I mean, that's, you know, kind of what Boston did by acquiring uh, Derek White. I mean, it wasn't like the biggest move, but he gave them some solid minutes in the playoffs. He had his games and. You know, when you see you trade like that, it's not the biggest thing in the world, but it's a guy that will help contribute and possibly help you win a playoff game or two. So the Nets can uh, use a guy like that, and we'll find out, you know, who that guy is. As I mentioned, the trade deadline is it's usually February 23rd, unless they changed it, but um, <clears throat> they still have some time here, so we'll find out what happens. But the more important thing is they're winning and they're they're gelling, and you know they're winning games that. Even when on their even on their off nights, quote unquote, they're still finding ways to win, which is definitely big, and that builds a winning identity. So, as I said, two losses since uh, late November, you'll take it. So the Nets are uh, hopefully going in the right direction. They um, upcoming games here. They're at Miami Sunday. It's a 6 o'clock game. Of course, they overlap with the Giants game. Of course. Of course. Like, why? Um, but uh, versus Boston at home Thursday game. I actually might go to that game. A Sunday game at home versus OKC. And then they have a road trip. San Antonio, Phoenix, Utah, Golden State. Golden State, by the way, is like the best home team and the worst road team. It makes no sense. But, yeah, playing them on the road is not easy. Then a fun game here. They have four day, or three days off. And then they're at the Sixers. Is that Ben Simmons' first? No, he played there, right? Did Ben Simmons? Yeah, Ben Simmons played in the... But 
we didn't play James Harden yet this year, so that'll be fun. So I would say it's, uh, you know, they got some tough games coming up. Obviously, you know, Miami, they're going to turn it around at some point. They can't be this bad all year um, at Miami. Then, of course, you play Boston. That's the one team the Nets have yet to conquer. Like, the Nets haven't beat Boston in, like, a full year. It's been a while, so at least, like, a full year. So um, Boston, of course, you know, you get, I think, four days rest there. And I think Boston's coming off a back-to-back. So if there was any time to beat them in that game, you do it on TNT, national TV. Hope they get that win. Um, OKC, who you never know. They're hit or miss, obviously. You play them. Then you're at San Antonio. They're not very good. <laughs> we saw them the other night. Um, then you're at Phoenix, and they have not been very good either this year. So they're like a 500 team, I think. And then Utah's kind of fallen since their great start. So we'll find out what happens there. But yeah, I'll talk to you guys at some point. I'm trying to think, when is a good time to make my next Nets video? If we beat Boston, I'm going to come on here because, as I said, I hate that team. Um, but probably, yeah, maybe, yeah, Thursday night maybe. Friday, if not, I'll, I'll probably try for Friday. But um, anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed the video. They got the win tonight, so that's good. Um, subscribe to the podcast, like the video, all that stuff. And I'll talk to you guys next time.